Straight Talk Uncut. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Tellus back with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And this episode is being recorded on March 29th, 2017. And the quote for this episode goes like this Do not be too moral. You may cheat yourself out of much life. So aim above morality. Do not be simply good. Be good for something. Again, do not be too moral. You may cheat yourself out of much life. So aim above morality. Do not be simply simply good. Be good for something. And that's by Henry David Thoreau. So what I like about this quote is we, we've all seen people We've all come across people who, when, when you're out there doing something and maybe that something is going to get, is going to help you build your finances or is going to gain you, it's going to increase your level of, of status in life financially. Something that anybody can do. You're not doing anything special. You, you your aim. You, you you don't want to be broken anymore. You don't want to be poor anymore. You 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 grew up poor. You don't want to be poor anymore. And you come across those people that criticize you for being, you know, money hungry. When that that is not even how you go about your life. You don't go about your life always talking about money you go about your life talking about hustling and being better and a byproduct of that or uh you know a factor of that just happens to be money it's just inevitable if you if you're doing something to better yourself and you're putting yourself out there that more more likely than not it's going to be fine you you're going to have a financial gain from that whether it's your um People are motivated by your inspiration. Or, matter of fact, I was listening to a podcast the other day of this guy who does door knocking. He's he's a he's a real estate agent, but he does door knocking. And his goal was was wasn't to to like be the the top door knocker. He just didn't have any other way of getting business because he was new to to real estate. He didn't, he didn't, you know, he didn't have a, like a big, uh, friend base, a big family base. So he was like, I'm just going to hustle. I'm, I'm going, I'm going to knock on doors and see if anybody wants to sell that house. Anybody knows anyone looking for a house. Right. And because he, he did that so well, you know, he started to do it. He started to talk about it and it got out there. Well, a byproduct of that was. Well, not only did he start making more money, but he realized that from his own experience, being that when when he started, there was not a lot of information for newbies because, you know, the old schoolers maybe wanted to keep it secret, uh, like, you know, the secrets of the trade. There's going to always be that. So he decided he's going to, you know, write a little thing, write a little course and sell it, even though. He, he had only been doing it for a short period of time. And also, in addition to that, people started to notice him, like organizations outside of real estate, 
they they just recognized his hustle, right? And started to um, make proposals to him for him to come and speak at these different events outside of real estate. You know, some some within real estate, but some just out, just just in like um, sales and business and things like that. So all of that came just just from him hustling. You know what I mean? He he wasn't going out saying, "Hey, I want to be the the richest real estate agent door knocker on the planet." He he just wanted didn't want to be ordinary, right? And the first thing, you know, when when you start doing this, I mean, all all of that was just a byproduct of his hustle. So when you start doing it, and I, I've experienced this. I remember I, I was working in a warehouse when I was first getting my when I was first getting my real estate license. I was working in a re- warehouse and I was doing wedding photography because I was working at nights. I was doing wedding photography in the daytime. Well, wedding photography, um, uh, engagements. I wasn't doing too much portraits. I, I tried to do. Um, like modeling portfolio, I, I I didn't like that too well. I didn't like dealing with models, but I was doing wedding photography in the daytime. <laughs> I was uh, about the last year I was there. I was renovating. Uh, I had, we had bought our first rental property, and I was getting my real estate license right. And I remember this guy who was who was going to school for education. You know. He, he and a cool dude, cool guy. I mean, like, I, I actually hate I lost touch with the guy because once he got to know me, he saw what I was really about. Because on the surface, he thought I was just, you know, this guy just trying to get money, you know. And he didn't. And, and what I was, you know, I tried to convey to him because he was like, "Man, why do you need to do all this stuff?" He's like, "Why do Why do you need so much money?" Now he didn't even know I wasn't making any money. I was like. I was making I wasn't making a, a ton of money. I mean, of course I was making extra money working a job, a full-time job, full-time nights. Uh, uh but you know, when people when you say you own rental property, people think you for some reason if they can't fathom that, they don't understand. They just think you just got money. That's that's not the case at all. That's not the case at all. And then I was doing wedding photography, so his impression of a wedding photographer was just money hungry per that's almost any industry where you can where you don't work for someone first of all even outside of sales even outside of being a lawyer anything people if you don't say i work for a company you know what i mean like i work for um i I work at Coles. if if it's anything outside of it to where you're your own boss People people think you're sleazy. I mean, there are other there are other industries where where people don't trust, but sales is a big one. Wedding photography is a big one. <laughs> um, well, photography in general in general because people don't understand what goes on with these things, and and um, so they just think, oh, he's just making bank. He's just making a lot of money. The only people that know the truth are the people that's been in there before, and they know what kind of hustle it takes. So when when people you know see that you are this, you are doing this, they think you lack morals. They think your only goal is to make a lot of money and to 
the to society at large if your goal is just to make a lot of money that seems to be immoral not 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 nothing to do with ethics but just to 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 be immoral and the the thing about it is most people now i mean of course there's some sleaze bags out there just like there are murderers in the world and good people <laughs> There are sleaze bags in every industry, but there are also people with morals. Just like there are slimeball billionaires, there are billionaires with morals. There are billionaires who, you know, just as a byproduct of what they're doing, of what they love to do, of whatever industry they is, they became a billionaire through their hustle. But that doesn't mean they lack moral. That doesn't mean they're just, just, you know, don't have a higher purpose. And I was thinking about this when I, I looked at a, um, I saw a, a interview with Elon Musk. And I was reading this whole thing about, I, I can't remember if I mentioned it here. I was reading this whole thing about how Elon Musk, now of course, maybe he has ulterior motive. And maybe, you know, I'm not in the industry enough to know why, but he he pretty much um i don't know if he did this already i can't remember if, he, he, if he's done this already or is it something he planned to do but he pretty much gave up gave all the rights to his pretty much made all of his creations all of his patents all everything that goes into his um what he what he does with his with the with the uh teslas right made, he pretty much made that like open source <laughs> he, he he was like here if you if you can do better, here it is. Here's the code, right? Now, now this this guy didn't have to do that. Why? Why? You know, people may say, why would he do that? He has to be up to something. Maybe that's not the case. Maybe, maybe that's not the case. But it's just so hard for people to fathom. It's, it's, it's the same thing as like. Why are people who are billionaires? Why are they? Why don't go retire? And, and I used to think this. I used to think this like, why, why is Bill Gates still doing anything? Why is he not? Why hasn't he bought an island and just disappeared? Why? Why does? Why? Why are we still reading stuff about Warren Buffett? The dude's a billionaire. Why? Why, why don't he go get a plane, fly somewhere with nobody? It just because they they have a bigger purpose. You know, and that and it should it should be evident with that, you know, with, with just with the fact that they're still doing it. Now, like again, like I said, I know there there are crooks out there, but um, don't be so quick to judge. And this is something I have to tell myself too: don't be so quick to 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 judge. And I have the same problem even with people in industries that i've been in so i'm not i'm i'm this is for me you know like, like you guys know who you guys who know who've been listening from day one know this podcast started out about me this these are my thoughts that i'm expressing these are things that i'm working out for myself so i'm not like you know saying hey you stop judging people and you know just because somebody is hustling don't mean they don't they don't have morals this is stuff i have to uh you know, I work through too because all the time I, I, you know, I can be listening. Matter of fact, I'm listening to an audio book now for like the fifth or sixth time. Um, 
the 10x rule. But when I see the guy, and, and, I, and you listen to the book, right, and he says something, he just comes off like uh, Grant Cardone is the author, right? And some, I mean, I, if I didn't like the book, I wouldn't, I, I, I can't remember how many books I've listened to just many times. But then when I see him on like a stage or a conference or something, I, I get a totally different vibe from him. So I have to think to myself, you know, like, um, just just remember, everybody has imperfections, you know, and and because I used to have this rule that people can't change. One thing that I will hold tight on, though, is one thing I will hold tight until I'm proven wrong is, and this came up because I have an ethics class coming up for uh, uh, National Association of Realtors. And my whole thing is like, you can't teach ethics. That's just my belief. That's something that has to be innate. That's that's something that's... But you can't take a person with no ethics at all, especially an adult. You can't take an adult. This is just my belief, with no ethics. And then he goes to a class. All of a sudden, he he, he knows how to act ethically with, with uh, people that hold him into high trust. No. No, if, if you're a scumbag, and I'm saying scumbag in the, in the in the sense of somebody with no ethics, as, as far as how to treat people, how to, um, I, I don't know, man. That, that's just something to me. That's just it, it's just instilled in you, like especially as an adult. I mean, like I said, you know, teenagers do dumb stuff, kids do dumb stuff, but once you once you hit that adult, once you're an adult. If, if you haven't learned ethics, if you haven't, if ethics are not instilled in you by the time you're an adult, it, I, I don't, I don't see, I, I don't care if something happened to you, you go to prison. You, I, I just don't think you can, you can fake it, but I don't think you come out changed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, and I, and I could be wrong. You know, like, like I said, I'm, I'm, I mean. I may be, I may learn something differently and, and, um, and be saying something different next week. And I think that whole, that goes close with morals, you know, ethics and morals kind of go hand in hand. I don't think you can just, if, if a person's desperate, that, you know, they're going to do something without knowing it's unethical. And then, and then, not be aware of it. See, did I explain it right? Uh, you know, like someone who's okay. So, so let, let, let's put it like this: a car salesman, right? A car salesman. Um, he got bills to pay, right? Everyone has bills to pay, but but for some reason, this car salesman, he he has a chance. He got this old lady coming on the car lot, and. She can only afford a car payment of $500, right? $500. There's nothing on the lot that she can get in for $500. But there's something she can get in for $700. And she qualifies for that. She, everything says she can pay that, but she's telling you based on her um, Social Security check or what, what's, the, what's the word for, like, when people get pensions? I can't remember the word for it. But based on her... Her only income is from, you know, like Social Security, pension, whatever. 
and it's a certain amount of month. And, and, and she has almost to the penny $750 coming in a month, right? And, but she, for some reason, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to go into all the qualifications and, and underwriting, but she qualified for this $700 a month car. But she tells you she always, she only wants something for five hundred, right? And you and you and this is the la- this is the last day of the month. Like you're gonna get evicted. This car salesman's gonna get evicted if he don't pay this rent. Is that what I said? Rent? Yeah. If he don't pay this rent, he's gonna be it, the landlord gave him give him chances, right? So the unethical person would say, "Hey, man, it's every man for himself." This 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 old lady about to get this car, and uh, and and I you know I'm I got an extra money on my on my on my my rent. The ethical person would say, "Well, ma'am, you know I'm sorry we we don't have anything that that fits within that line, you know, and, and you're only making this amount a month, uh, you know, if maybe I can call around." And see if we can find something for you know at a, at another car lot or something, maybe something um, not quite this fancy that you can get into for five hundred a month. But if you if you held tight at five hundred a month, even though I know you try you you say you want to stretch yourself, but I don't think you should. Um, you, you know, let's 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 see if we can find you something at that five hundred dollar mark or below. I mean, that would even be better if we can find something that's reliable. Something that's uh, you know going to last you for a few years. Something you you won't have a lot of problem with. Something that got warranty. All all the all the all the things you want plus more within your range or better. That's what the ethical person is going to do. You know what I mean? And that's that's like a more often than not situation. Now the most extreme situation would be something like on the movie John Q. If you don't know the movie I'm talking about, you look it up. John Q with Denzel Washington. And that's the most extreme level to where somebody, someone with some ethics may go outside the rim of all those ethics that he's harvested over the years. Anyway, I'm rambling. Like I always say, man, I don't know a lot. What I do know, I talk straight about. This has been Straight Talk Uncut. Thank you guys for listening. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.